Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled Woe period Begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Welcome to episode 196 of the Rust Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Zolf Smith, Hamid Salah Harun Al-Tahan, Saul Sidebottom, and Azu. And how are you feeling? Yeah! Antsy. Antsy for action. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so I thought what we could do is have two to three sessions of extended introspection mm. oh, good. Per, per character. Great. Mm. And then then we can return to the campaign later. Yep. Or love it. Yeah. Or Fewer will saves and based on that, a bit of meditation, you know? Today's recording will just be forty five minutes of in character meditation. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually Zolf's line. Is is right there? I'm just imagining Zolf very annoyed, lying there with cucumber slices on his eyes, and eventually just storming off. (laughs) (laughs) The idea, the animation is it it looks so relaxing, and then as it zooms in, you realise that he's actually his teeth are grinding. Yeah, Yeah. there's an eye twitching behind the cucumber. (laughs) So. In terms of what we are going to be picking up from, at the end of the last episode, you obviously got shown the device. And the device is effectively uh, not hideous, but an inelegant amalgam of science in terms of botany, biology, chemistry, physics. It's it's, it's a big pile of science. Mm. Pretty sure it, it combines technical elements from Mr. Sealing, the simulacrum, and Shoeen just to really and tie Q together Gardens. everything we've met. 
Yeah. That is correct. Like I said, it's a big pile of science because yep. <laughs> that's how science works. And we all know that a scientist knows all science because yes. it's one field. And each science is stackable. <laughs> can make it, like, it's like Lego. Science is like Lego, right? And each discipline is like a different colour. And that's how science works. By as everyone knows, the arts are actually connects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. I never wanted to be on Team Connect ever. Anyway, one of the last things that was happening is people sell Hamid and Skrark. Yeah, wanted to have a look over basically plans, the device, etc., to see whether it seems on the level, seeing whether it's the kind of thing that in the real world, if someone saw a pile of science, would go, that's actually junk and see whether there's actually some stuff going on there. So I'd like to do that first. Can I please get a technical roll from the three of you of the field of your choice? Because it's all of them. I'd advise not an ability, but you could, and I'll find a way to make it work. <laughs> Alchemy, I guess? Yeah, alchemy's fine. Alchemy's fine. For the sake of it as well, Zolfanazu, if you have anything that you want to bring to that as well, feel free, but last session it was pretty much a, I'm not a science uh, Zolf is unconcerned it's just like great we have a plan let's do it yeah Azu is happy to let the the people who are good at it figure out if it's good or not and thanks uh, I was going to resort to it's quite a noble looking brain so I'm glad you're <laughs> safe with that 33 for knowledge alchemy okay yep. Hamid got a natural 20 on Arcana yep so that's a total of 37 Skrark only managed 18 on knowledge engineering. In which case then, uh, Skrark very quickly comes to the conclusion going, I'm not sure what it does, but I know it's going to work, by which I mean the bits are connecting right, nothing is mechanically wrong with it, but that's like base level, you know, that, that isn't physically broken. In terms then of the higher roles, both Cell and Hamid come to the conclusion that yeah, as far as you can tell, and you're getting pretty good at this by virtue of exposure, yeah. this should, in principle, do what it is expected to do. It could, in fact, probably be hardwire from here, but you would need to leave it where it is, connect it to uh, something about a few miles away at least, and walk through the middle of London carrying cables and hope so no one notices it. <laughs> and even then, it'd be a bit of a push. Yeah. And you can see how that kill switch, whatever it is that was meant to be, would interact with it, though you aren't necessarily able to discern the exact specifics of the kill switch to just make one yourself. There's, there's a couple of elements there that are variable. But both of you do come and notice there is an error in the design. Ooh. It is a minor error. Effectively, there's a mechanism built in there to protect the brain that's in the jar, the Babbage brain, from feedback, meaning it should, in principle, the machine should work. It should do what is stated. Mm-hmm. However, it looks like it's been built in such a way that hopefully the Babbage brain would survive, mm-hmm. that the mechanism that's being used to make the Babbage brain survive this process isn't going to work. You probably could fix it, mm. but it will function in its role but it's going to cost Babbage's brain currently. It's going to take control of the network successfully. Yes. But the feedback will kill the brain. And would that mean that nothing is there to take over, which could then... Oh, no, you think that it'd be okay for long enough to do what it needs to do, but it's going to basically Babbage will burn out. Sorry, I just... I thought that the point was to have Babbage replace the mind at the centre... So if Babbage pops... And then relinquish control. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, they just need him to survive for long enough to be like, do what you want, bye. Yeah. But according to the current design, he will go, do what you want, bye. Oh, that was a big bye, pop. 
Oh, okay. So Whereas there is a way to modify it so that Babbage isn't lost in the process, should you wish. I mean, but he would still be a brain in a vat. That is correct. Right, that's uh, an interesting... But that opens up, is that really an error or is that Tesla not wanting to confront the idea of... It's also a good question. ...leaving his friend as a brain in a vat. The other issue is that if Babbage survives and lives long enough and was somehow taken control of elsewise by Hayden mm. would he be able to re-extend control into the network Ooh. it would take more work than what's currently there okay so that's not a risk necessarily once once he has successfully withdrawn the tendrils he can't just push them back in no it doesn't really work okay. like that okay Ham- habit and cell meet meet eyes having both realised the same implication yeah um Hamid shall we I, I, I just want to I just quick sidebar quick, maybe quick quick sidebar on uh, just I'm, I'm I don't want to talk about these formulas and and, and, and things in a way that I know yeah. I know is I mean I, I think I, it looks me, like I it's... don't like to talk about things that bore or confuse people in front of them at length so I think it's going to work that's that's the headline <laughs> yep. it's good good yep. news there is a very very delicate bing bong like but like an actual bell dinging bing bong like a doorbell what, um what why doesn't everyone else go and, and, and get that and then we can discuss or, or should we go into uh... Aid, Ada's just like oh yes uh, uh, yeah of course and just hurry, hurries off Tesla doesn't seem to have noticed okay so Cell's just gonna go into the other like into the staircase thing area or the no the alternate lab I'm trying to I'm now yeah yeah, yeah. remembering yeah, yeah. what it was and, and sort of hope Hamid follows the workshop as opposed to the computer lab yeah 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 <laughs> So that 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 brain isn't going to survive. But no. do, do you think that's intentional? I, the way it's put together, it, it looks it looks like that it's it's trying to protect the brain, but it's it's not. But I don't know if digging into like motivation, human science is not my strongest uh, science. Um, I have many strong sciences I could talk through, but not uh, the motivations. Yeah, that I lead someone I to not. I don't know, is Babbage in pain there? Is that something that they might want to... I don't... I don't want to unpick... There's there's a lot of I complicated... Mean, can we communicate with Babbage? I feel like it should be his decision, I that, guess. That, that sounds... Yeah, I mean, maybe he loves being a brain in the bat. I don't want to judge. It's, it could be great. In fact, <laughs> I've, I've considered it a few times. I love that this came up in the Showing Institute, almost exactly that same phrasing. It, that's because Cell daydreams consistently. <laughs> you know, like... I mean, maybe I don't you can control the octopuses from here. Necessarily boz- bother Good. Tesla with more of this, but maybe if we talk to talk to Ada about it, she might. That that is. See, this is what you understand uh, people. And Help. yes, we should ask them. Okay. Ada Ada would probably know, and and she's friends with both of them, and she may know if it's appropriate to talk to Babbage. Like maybe yeah, maybe Babbage yeah. is perfectly chatty. Would people be okay, then, with a minor time jump? Mm-hmm. We're talking, like, 15 minutes tops. Sure. <laughs> yeah. sure. Ada comes back down the stairs mid-conversation with a wild-haired and familiar friend. Oh, Professor! Oh! It's so good oh, to hey! see you! How are hey! you? Hey! Hey! I'm, I'm good, yeah! 
In terms of the look of Einstein, you remember the post sort of Rome jump? He'd gone very mm-hmm. kind of Mad Max to the point where it was almost affectation, maybe even <laughs> actual affectation. Sure. He seems to have reined back in a little bit from there. Mm. You can actually see some torso underneath ammo belts that don't have any ammunition <laughs> in that kind of thing. He is wearing an eye patch, not over one eye, just here. <laughs> on a forehead, right? Yep. Just above the eye, as if it were to be flipped down. But uh, he, he doesn't seem the worst for wear. Maybe a little bit thinner, maybe a little bit more um, city miles on him. But uh, he, he seems all right. Oh, hey, I, I didn't know you'd be here. The communication doesn't work with the with the anti-magic field and the wardings. And you look good. I thought you, you were too, dead. You well, too. not all of you. It's, it's really nice to see you, Professor. I don't know who you are, and I'm glad I'm not I dead. don't know who you are either. Hello. Sel, this is Professor Einstein, who helped us uh, previously a lot. Um, Professor, this is uh, my friend Sel. Uh, pronouns they, them. Oh, hi, Sel. They're oh, cool. alchemical expert, and they've been a wonderful friend and, and have done so much good while working oh, with us over the last... I really like your goggles. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking this whole, this, this whole, this whole get-up. Do, do you make the belts yourself? They look extremely practical. I mostly use them to carry snacks. Ah, yes. Unfortunately, my, my my thing doesn't really need much in the way of components, maybe a little bit. So mostly it's like, you see, this is my beans pouch, and then over ah, here we have my sweets pouch. That I one's see. running a little low. Aww. I have two water pouches because you can never drink too much water. It's very important oh, no, you gotta for you. you got to stay hydrated. You gotta, you, you, you've absolutely got to stay hydrated. Or, Ada's or, just kind of you know, lost in this it? conversation watching the back and forth. I'm going to, if I may, accelerate it a little <laughs> further because there will be nothing beyond we both like talking a lot right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was it was on a knife edge there of still having the like the moment of jealousy of oh look there's a wild head like science chatterer mm. Mm. <laughs> what i am going to do though is with everyone's permission jump ahead a little bit too I got a briefing to give you. I'm just going to lay it out for you as a, as a GM. I got a mission briefing I need to give you all. So unless anyone objects, I'm I'm going to push you into that meeting room. That's cool. Sure. I'm happy to be pushed. In which case then, I'm going to jump time ahead. I'll say that the, again, this is for the sake of expediency. There's been some catch up. Einstein is basically happy to have said what he's been doing, but it's mostly did a bunch of stuff with the Harlequins. Didn't really pan out then got stuck helping a lot of people evacuate Cairo and now I've been sort of chasing down some stuff for this lot he only became aware of this lot after being contacted by Barrett he was not aware of it until comparatively recently and his read seems to be similar to yours which is you know that's a big pile of science huh but (laughs) you know it's not it's not his field because he, he doesn't really have one. He, he's just good at teleporting. <laughs> I would like to say that for flavour, Azu has definitely given him like the biggest hug you can imagine. And he's quite a small man, if I remember correctly. So just... True, but he does take a little bit of time to show you that he's been working on his guns. And, you know... They're... So many compliments on the old man's science guns. <laughs> there's definitely like a muscle in there. Between both arms, there's maybe one. Hammond will get in on the hug action, absolutely. Aww. So I am going to say that there is a warm hubbub of conversation as Wild comes and sits in there's an actual briefing room there is a there is a conference table with fancy slightly threadbare chairs that are slightly mismatched but there's even a projector screen (laughs) with an old styly like magic lantern style projector a literally magic lantern I assume (laughs) 
You know what? Yeah, there's a magic magic lantern. <laughs> in terms of who's in the room, Wild, all of yourselves, Einstein, Scrock, Summit Newell has eventually slumped in. Seems fine with all of you, but is still clearly real peeved at being in a certain person's house, basically. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, Ada comes in. Augusta was not especially interested and was probably even a little bit disparaging but you know that's how she rolls so uh, ada sets up goes over to the magic magic lantern uh thanks everyone for, for coming here i know it's all a bit rushed but when is it not <laughs> um uh, I, i'd ask if you can keep questions till the end because otherwise i'll lose my thread and that'd be rubbish um uh, yeah okay she pulls a lever and then a uh, slide comes into place, which is an exterior of the Svalbardian vault. Ah, what does that look like? It's not actually especially impressive, and I would say that it's it's obviously Svalbardian, and if anyone doesn't know, like, it's immediately just said by the people who do. Enough people in this room would recognise it. And it is, at first glance, c- quite unassuming. I want you to imagine a sort of, like an ice shelf or like a uh, an ice pack or whatever, and then you have a small-ish worked stone front that then seems to lead down into the sort of side of the the mountain or glacier. It's hard to tell in the image. It does seem to have sort of vaulted doors or whatever, but beyond that, it seems like a very small entrance to a city. You could maybe get two Azos walking abreast. That said, there is what seems to be a um, path leading in towards that main entrance that goes out of shot, maybe like a road or something. So, uh... We've, with, with with the thanks of uh, Einstein. I'm Einstein. Yes, hello. <laughs> That's me. We've um, we've been scouting out effectively places, and we're fairly certain we've found the um, kill switch that uh, we need to um, cannibalize for for the device. And well, we we believe it's in in Svalbard. Oh, is is this the one that that Grizzop commissioned the, the cult of Hephaestus to to build? I. Ada's immediately now like, oh, uh... And it, wait, right, hang, hang uh, on, and it's supposed to be questions at the end. Ada, do you want to continue? You, you did say, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Ada starts sort of shuffling her notes a moment and comes back. Uh, yeah, yes, questions at the end. Yes, um, cool, yes. So, um, she clunks it, goes forward a slide, clunks it back, and then clunks it forward again. Okay, so this, uh, so that was the entrance, and then obviously within you start seeing a massive plan. It seems to be a very, very old document that's been like, like magically illusioned or photographed or something similar. It's an incomplete one. The actual interior is is very large, um, because it, well, it's it's a, it's a city. It, it has an unassuming front, but that there is a whole city under there with with a number of entrances, most of which seem to have uh, collapsed or or boarded. Um, next slide. Ah, me. Yes, clock. Um, so we 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 have a series of sort of like documents are effectively put on that seem to be like diplomatic missives and so on. We've we, we managed to sort of find out um, through through some contacts and with uh, Barrett's help um, that the, the 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 population of of Svalbard um, sort of dropped out of contact. Obviously, once once the in- infection was 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 going on, and an envoy was actually sent to the city. And, and 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 the 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 envoys said that uh, it was it was sort of abandoned and and that there wasn't uh, infection there there, there weren't you know there were there weren't blue vein people uh, there there was there was there was no one there and 
it, it, it was it was it was locked up but they 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 kind of said they got the impression that it might be a little bit um dead inside as, as far as we're able to tell we, we think that they may have had a, a seed uh, in the vault similar to to in uh, London and so on and we we think it may have uh, triggered but wrongly somehow yeah we we found them next slide uh, you, you've already been into Svalbard no we've been wor- right next let's yeah. let's stop interrupting um, okay right yes next slide this this whole time cell has been like bouncing up and down like the kid in a classroom that knows the answer and but not saying anything so like just the, the angriest like the most resentful they've ever looked at Zolf like you spoke up and I was trying so hard not to but like it, it continues I didn't ask a question Ah, true, true. I can make all the they, statements they were, I want. Cell was also going to answer. That's the like, oh, I know the answer. I know, I know, I know, I know the answer to this. And, and they didn't <laughs> so proud of themselves. So uh, next slide. Uh, yes, backwards, forwards, back, forwards. Yes, yes, plunk. It then is showing what is effectively uh, some correspondence, which appears to have like symbology from the Hephaestus lot. Uh, so we, we, we received a, a, a missive from the, the cult of Hephaestus who, when, when things started going bad, they, they sort of imp- implied that they might have a solution that they were, they were working on in, in, in Svalbard, which is obviously why we, we, we sent the envoy. Well, I, I didn't send, they sent the envoy because uh, it was important, but then because we couldn't get in. But now we can get in. And then she just points at Einstein. We, we think, based on what they've said, um, that... The, the device may have interfered with the, the seed when it when it when it triggered or something, which meant it triggered differently. But we, we don't really have the data. But we're pretty certain that the the, the device itself is is in the city. Um, most most likely, pretty much the most secure place you can get. So maybe like a I don't know a vault or a council chamber or a treasury or something like that. Maybe a lab. I don't know. But you know so, somewhere that's going to be secure. Um, we have managed with Einstein's help again. Thank you, Einstein. I'm Einstein. Yes, hello. Um, we we've managed to isolate certain areas as being, you know, uh, uh, inaccessible and things like that. But he's not actually able to go very far in uh, by virtue of uh, it's warded. Yeah. Turns out they don't like people teleporting into their bedrooms. I mean, I've I've seen it before. It's kind of like this place. It's Einstein, it's not insulting. Einstein, come on, let's let. Ada, I'm very interested in what you have to say, and so are all the rest of us, and we'll be quiet now. Oh, so anyway, any, anyway, yeah, we've 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 generated what we think is 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 a, a plan of uh, Einstein can can get you uh, uh, past the, the main entrance uh, and into sort of the the it's like a it's like a foyer. Uh, and because the warding, there's, there's a blank spot in the warding, and then from there, if, if you could, if you could go in and 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 fetch the d- d- device from 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 the secure pit, and then bring it back out, Einstein could then bring you here, and then and then we could p- plug it into the uh, main device. Any questions? No, sounds good. I'm up for that. Yes, yes. I, I agree with the plan. I just to, to ask my previous question: it, Is this the cult of Hestus uh, who Grizzop commissioned the kill switch from? Is that is that the link? Is that is this where they went with it? Wild sort of asks Ada to go back a couple of slides and look at the documentation from the Hephaestus lot. Um, inconclusive, but my guess would be probably. The, the, the Hephaestus lot are secretive at the best of times. It kind of goes with their territory a little bit. I mean, d- does it matter? The point is they got one. We should go get it. 
at the very least they thought they had one and even if it didn't work I'm that, that's still a be- what, what else are we going to yeah, do yeah we don't have it we don't have it so let's get the one that might be it I've always wanted to go to Svalbard Wild turns to Ada did you have anything that you could maybe give us to uh, equip up a bit because I'm let, let's be honest I'm, I don't think I'm the only person at the table here who assumes that the second that we're going to go in there there's going to be nothing but death and monsters the whole way down right yeah oh, pretty much I was hoping that also there would be like interesting mechanical devices uh, I mean presumably traps but uh, yes death and and monsters too well we're going to I'm going to aim for you know less death than previously Ada kind of looks uh, awkwardly around then goes uh, I think we, we, we do have a, an, an, an armory um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It, Tesla's really about preparation. None of us actually know how to use the stuff. Um, you'd be you'd be happy to uh, welcome it. Uh, Augusta looks after a lot of it, but um, yeah, I think uh, help yourself if if that'll help. Do you think it'd help? Yes. Never hurts to be prepared. In that case, uh, fr- from our perspective, we're 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 good to go. I, I mean, I'm guessing you might want a a, a rest, maybe stock up or something. Um, but oh. One, one, one question. What kind of mm, monsters yeah. might we expect? Oh, good question. So, uh, yes, right. Um, one second. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that you're already familiar with our, our friends, the, the, the Root Guardians um, that are in London. Oh, the, uh, the clicky, clicky friends. Yeah, yes, yes, they, they, they <sighs> make the strange noises. Um, we believe that those have been derived from the plant itself, so it might stand to reason that even if that plant is is different by virtue of whatever that mechanism is I I would expect those to turn up again potentially Uh, beyond that um, we believe that the plants have a sort of uh, extra planar quality I'm I'm currently working uh, under a theory that they're all the same plant they're just sort of different uh, faces in the same plane makes sense Mm -hmm. So it could just be that this face is damaged, so I would expect probably planar uh, entities or such. Thankfully, it should have been mostly protected by the heavy wardings that are all over the city. Um, But again, that might result in it coming out stranger rather than not at all. Uh, um, Beyond that, uh, I, I know that they... I mean, you know, it's it's a very large uh, subterranean city. I, no doubt if it's been left unguarded and unattended, there might be some other uh, more naturally occurring uh, beasties <laughs> that could have um, turned up. Grand. So it sounds like, uh, clicky friends, we are trying to be quiet. So uh, in this equipment, let's be looking for quiety stuff. There's one last last thing before we go, uh, which, well, Einstein, you're, you're the one who goes, Yeah! Last point. This is news to Ada, so, you know, I may have kind of poked around a little bit further than I should have just to, you know, see. I don't. I, I just wanted to see, you know. Um, I, I, I got as far as sort of the big main entrance far side of the foyer, and there's, there's two things, last things you should know. There, there were bodies. They weren't living bodies. They were, they, they, they were dead bodies that seemed um, connected via roots and um, they, they kind of keep an eye out still. Like, if if they see you, then other things on the roots seem to, to, to notice. Ah. ah. So I managed, I managed to get in a little bit, and, and it's, they're not everywhere, but we're going to have to be a bit careful because, you know, it, I, I think it might be a little gestalt 
I don't know. Maybe maybe like like a six out of ten. No, maybe like a three out of ten Gestalti. You right. know, with like with, yeah, yeah, with that's, like that scans. Okay, fine. Right. Yeah. Well, good to know. Well, bad, right. bad to know. They, but... they can't move. They because uh, they, I am not quick, and they did not chase me. But I heard things, other things moving, so then I left. Right. Huh. Like a big mushroom network with eyes. Lovely. Yeah. Okay. Good to. Oh, that's yes. horrible. Thank you. That yeah. is both apt yeah. and terrifying. Yes, it's not good, is it? But um, I assumed that we'd be trying not to be seen by anything, so yes. Speaking of, let's have a look at this equipment. Yes. And before we head into the armory then, why don't we take a break and I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome back. So, because we don't have Sasha in the party, I'm not necessarily going to RP going through every single, you know, blade in detail, because it doesn't have quite the same charm to it. What I would say is... It's really well stocked. It's grossly overstocked, in fact. Augusta shows you around and it becomes very clear very quickly that most of it is either looted or some of it may have even been stolen prior. And maybe Ada and Tesla were naive enough to assume that she was just really good at fetching things. <clears throat> in terms of what's in there, though, straight out the gate, if there's basically any basic protection items, you know, amulets of natural armor, that kind of thing, they got loads. But basically nothing that costs more than one or two thousand gold. That's that's the kind of thing yeah. we're looking at. They also have cloaks of elvenkind, easily enough for everyone. Cat burglars boots, if anyone's interested in them. What's the bonus on them? Plus two competence bonus on acrobatics, climb and stealth. And once per day is an immediate action, you can re-roll any one failed check of acrobatics, climb and stealth. It also has a, a hidden pocket to hide masterwork thieves' tools. Hmm. So, in some ways, they would fit Skrark, except that I assume they would adapt to Cobalt's feet. But they're magic, so yes. It might be better to give them to Azu to bolster a weakness rather than to enhance a strength. I think you might misunderstand me. There isn't one set of these boots. <laughs> There's like eight, maybe nine. Huh. Hmm. Well then. So anyone who doesn't already have boots can have them. It's not so much that they fell off the back of a lorry <laughs> than that an entire freighter tipped itself over and Augusta helped herself. Tipped itself over. I Correct. see. <laughs> I see how it is. There are also a number of goggles of the night. Ooh, oh, I'd like yes, those. Please. Not to be confused with night goggles. They're completely, completely yeah. different. These are goggles of the night. I also want to highlight... That like we are being careful about slots and everything, but like I've been talking about Cell having goggles of intelligence, but they are actually reskinned. It's a kind of headband, whatever the thing is. So yes. technically, they can have both of these, but like skinning wise, definitely going for like full opticians 
level like multiple things <laughs> flopping down over the I'm the imagining the ones it. from like that Hellboy film I think it was Guillermo del Toro with the lenses yeah, and yeah. Sh- like we are going full steampunk goggle design here yeah absolutely very very good I'm afraid that is it apart from any mundane weapon you could possibly want so no cloaks of resistance Oh no! I would count that as the like resist the basic resistant items okay. I was talking about. Okay, cool, cool. So when you're talking about the basic items, I always think of those as the set of cloak of resistance, amulet of natural armor, and ring of protection. Those are like the three bread and butter. Yeah, those are the ones I'm talking about. Items. I naturally already spend lots of money on those. See things. this, mate. This is your this is your standard run of the mill plus one uh, ring of protection <laughs> here. That'll deal with most of your uh, bumps and scrapes. Uh, yeah. So Augusta's fine to uh, equip all of you but is very keen to say that if you happen to come across anything particularly shiny on your travels do bring it back you know because it's our armory mm. are mm. there any nice looking mm. axes nothing comparable to what you're wielding Azu looks a bit smug about that there <laughs> is a very overwrought ceremonial axe but you know that that's not actually a weapon it's more like maybe a trophy for a competition or something it's for putting on a wall yeah, at. like, like, and Augusta doesn't necessarily seem to know her mundane weapons that well. Yeah. Everyone knows if you put an axe on the wall in the first act, by the third act, you have to get it <laughs> off the wall to use it in one fight before it breaks dramatically. <clears throat> the man's not wrong. Uh, I'll just pick up an amulet of natural armor plus one, because that's kind of the only slot. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty... You you have all of the numbers, don't you? Your, your numbers are good. You have good numbers currently. Is this a cloak of resistance plus one? Five hundred yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's an armory, not a Christmas present. I want a Christmas tree. <laughs> With that in mind, does anyone have anything further? Otherwise, I'm happy to basically, if you want to have a night's rest first and then go fresh-faced, bushy-eyed, bushy-tailed, bushy-eyed? Yes, bushy-eyed in the morning. That's fine, but it's up to you. Never hurts to have full spell slots starting a dungeon crawl. Agreed. So with that in mind then, are we happy to skip to the next morning? Everyone fresh-faced and ready to teleport away? Yep. Yeah. In which case then... Einstein is carrying a like hiker staff and he's wearing boots. He looks like he's about to lead maybe like a scouts expedition or something. <laughs> and he's certainly talking with you all like that. Okay, so we are going to have to leave outside of this building before I can then teleport because of the warnings. When we arrive, it is going to be dark. Do not worry. It is fine. I have already scouted it out. Okay. Now, could everybody please pick a buddy and make sure you stick with your buddy until the journey is complete. Okay. Yes. Good. Right. Einstein just starts heading out the way you came in through that big elaborate airlock door and you're going to have to go one at a time and blah, blah, blah. Sure. Do we, do we have an awkward moment of Hammond and Zolf being nearer each other and so accidentally becoming each other's buddies and like then... <laughs> I mean, just for the for all the school playground um, <laughs> AUs, we need to we need to know. Uh, no, I'll explicitly need Azu because if something goes wrong with my legs, I need someone who can pick me up. Yes, that fair. makes sense. Him yes, there with the fair practical. point. I would say as well for clarity, Scrark is coming. As is Summit Neil. As is Wild. Mm-hmm. In which case, then heading outside, everyone joining hands. Einstein's seemed a little bit less jovial once he's outside. In in you know vague danger and sort of checking around and so on. Okay, right, so last chance otherwise we're good to go? I think we will nod quietly Okay <laughs> All together then Three, two, one, alley-oop and you teleport and it's the first legitimate teleport you've had 
a long time of gameplay. Yeah. At no point do your feet accidentally come out of your head. At no point <laughs> do you feel like you're being stretched through infinity and forced to eat a thousand stars. Huh. You just turn up at your location. Yeah. And with that, I would like to reveal to you and to the audience, we are now going to be doing some stuff via Roll20, a online system that can be both free and subscription paid because it allows me to do big, elaborate battle maps. With that in mind... Can I, can I be the one that tells the audience that what we've got loaded up that we can see <laughs> is well, yes. a big smiley face just saying, be afraid. Yeah... Yeah. And the reason for this is very simple. It's because you should be afraid, yes. (laughs) We are going to be using Roll20 as we uh, explore Svalbard. So if everyone could please get into Roll20 if you're not already. Everyone there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looking at the terrifying face. I am going to put you into the new room. Do not Mm -hmm. freak out if all you see is black. And last but not least, I am doing things to do with Fog of War, meaning you can't see the entire map all in one go. So if that breaks, let me know. This should now put you all into a new thing. Yeah. So what you should be able to see is a big open area of Earth. Yeah. And then what looks like a bridge leading out over a chasm. Yeah. And you should also see two large sort of semicircles on either side. Oh, okay. Mm. You appear in what feels like an open-topped underground cavern. There is a large amount of unworked stone and earth around you, and you are stood upon a large, elaborate stone pavement with sort of interlacing designs upon it. Looking up, again, this is first impressions, the cavern is open to the sky above. It looks like it might be a naturally occurring light well or something similar that has been taken advantage of. You are at one end of a bridge leading over an enormous chasm, the bottom of which you cannot see. In terms of the scale of the bridge, it is Big, very big, far larger than that main entrance you were told about. For a scale, about 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, 35 feet wide. There you go. And it is 200-ish feet long over the chasm. Highly impressively worked stone. It is leading to an enormous, imposing, fortress-esque edifice that is built into the very rock and ice. It has large amounts of arrow slits, buttresses, things like that. This is a defensive structure built to def- from things on the outside getting in, less than a prison to stop things getting out, if you see what I mean. On either side of the main bridge you can see there are two balconies which are sort of a little bit higher than the bridge maybe 10 feet or so that look out upon the bridge and the chasm which seem to be covered in medium size ish plants could everyone please give me a quick perception check yes 24 17 31 11 and 18. Okay. Um, I'll give extra detail for Cell. For everyone else, using a sensible amount of deduction here, it looks like the plants seem to have sprung from the fallen, maybe? Mm. And they are marking where someone has fallen and been integrated into the system. Oh, no. (laughs) There is also Cell for your benefit... On the left-handmost balcony... These are all massive balconies, by the way. Don't think little apartment. You're talking, like, 
a huge almost like you could put market stalls on there big yeah. square almost it's about 75 foot across there appears to be one actively shambling dwarven sized creature however oh. it does not look to be a dwarf let's put it that way mm. thus concludes your initial description Sell excitedly while flipping the goggles of the night on and off as the additional lenses to their already pretty cool goggles describes all of this. So Einstein obviously drops people off and goes, "Okay, so you see these two towers that are either side of us here, the little ones that overlook the bridge? Mm -hmm. This is as far as I can go. That's not true. I I can go in because I have. It is super scary. But I can't teleport any further in than this. How did you get in? I, I walked. Oh. There's, 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 you see, you, you may not be able to see. The main door up top, you, you see there is a square. Just beyond that, it's a little dark. Uh, there is, uh, um, the main door is open. There's no oh. portcullis or nothing. Okay. Are the plants on those balconies, are, are, are those the ones you said were looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are the, um, these are the watchers. They, they aren't very good. They, they don't seem particularly bothered by sound, which is interesting. That's like helpful. you have to be quite loud and they, they can't see very far you know maybe like 10 feet something like that the danger isn't that they're going to see you coming it's more that you, you know you're going to open a door and oh there's one oh no ah right uh, that's what happened to me I opened a cupboard there was one they all see there we go how many of them are there in that first you know room or is it pretty clear if you get into the first hallway, you can't see it from here the main entrance dead ahead is full of them loads and loads but there's a bunch of side doors. I've tried the left-hand side and I've tried the right-hand side. The right-hand side seems a little clearer, right. but there's not much in it, really. All I would say is I think that if you can just get around that first sort of pile of them, you're, you're, you're kind of in. This is, this is the front porch. It's a big front porch. His voice is a little bit echoey around the space. Well, uh, I, I can only make my, myself invisible uh, or, or a bat. Uh, I I can make us all invisible a a limited number of times, obviously, but if there's a real collection of them near the front, then we'll do that to get part at least into the next section. Now, there is one last thing, which is um, I I can't go back, then come here, then go back again. I kind of have to stay, otherwise I'm going to use up all my teleports. Uh So I got to stay here. All right. So he kind of looks a little bit sheepish and says... Mostly I solve my problems by teleporting away till they aren't there anymore, so... Should some people stay with you? That's a really good suggestion that I didn't personally make, yes. <laughs> well, the five of us have explored unknown and dangerous areas before, and that's w- what we're good at. So perhaps Oscar and, and Summit Niel, you could stay with the two of you together would make a formidable team to hold the location. I think that's sensible. We can, we can hold this area... Summon you with your permission. You're pretty good at like, um, at which point someone else, yes, I I can turn into animals. I just mean that you know you you could kill something with your with your bare hands. <laughs> oh dear. Right, yeah. Oscar, is this really the time for jokes? I, I'm going to say Cell doesn't respond to that pun, but but taps uh, Oscar gently on the shoulder and says, I, I I just think you should know that what what you said was actually very offensive in polar bear. Um, <laughs> oh wow! I don't know if that was if that was intentional. That's genuinely really interesting. I, I, yeah. Huh. Should we go? Yeah. Wild turns around. It's on a serious note. Um, I'm going to sustain an illusion over us in probably the lefter side of this tower, so that if anything comes, 
they're just going to see an empty tower anyway. Um, so if you come back and you're seeing an empty tower, we might still be here. Okay. All right. Do, do, do you Good have a know. message spell or anything like that that would last long term, so we could we could keep in contact and know if you actually disappear? Is that a thing? The thing is that um, uh, yes, I can, but with all the wardings and stuff that Einstein mentioned the likelihood of it getting through the deeper in you are the more likely you are to be on your own that makes sense and we wouldn't want it to suddenly cut off and think that there was a thing that we need to rush back and help you with and then it would turn out so that actually you were fine, fine and that it, was just yes, a magical so, so let's go yep, yep. right in that case then good luck and um, you got this I certainly couldn't think of anyone else in the world who's better suited yeah you too be safe yeah. Good, good luck. Just before Wild leaves, I'll just give him a squeeze on the arm. Aww. <laughs> Emotions. At which point, Wild, Einstein and Summit Neil all go into the left-hand tower, and then, and this is where <gasps> Alex really shows off his skills, uh, the illusion of an empty tower is activated, and they disappear. <gasps> yeah. But as a GM, I can still see them Up to in the, the GM tower, layer. you see. Yeah, because yeah. they're onto a different GM plane. Should now? Should we tell him that we were using this for the space game? Or? Yeah. Well, yeah. No, we'll let him enjoy it. That's cool. I would like to, out of character, quickly establish, like, literally a 30-second conversation between uh, Hammond and Wilde to establish three code sentences that he could write in chalk to leave behind if they have to go that mean slightly different things. I don't. I'm not clever enough to think of the codes or exactly the three most useful sentences, but that seems like a pretty simple, practical three sentences meaning three different codes. Ooh, clever! Since we're we're basically at the end of the episode, why don't we call it there? You can discuss these off call because yeah. we'll, we'll we'll need something soon to be elaborate and ridiculous. But in that, then <laughs> I, I leave you standing on the porch of an incredibly cold, enormous chasm facing a forbidding ice fortress that is manned only by the dead and the doomed. <laughs> Lovely. Bye. 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 Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord, or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. up an amulet of natural armor plus one because that's kind of the only slot <laughs> yeah you're pretty you you have all of the numbers don't you your, your numbers are good you have good numbers currently uh you know in the system there's just some items that you have to take because it make number go up which is yep. definitely the hallmark of a well-designed system yep love it <laughs> <laughs> i love seeing because you're on the same level of the call the two extremes with me sat in the middle where it's like i do like good numbers but you can have too many good numbers and it's just the whole spectrum i love it wait i think me and helen just sat there with complete indifference like marking oh, no, no, no. the center of oh, oh i no. am no i 
am fully on Ben's side, perhaps even more on Ben's side, because I actively do not understand half of the things that we do. So by definition then, Lydia, you have to be pro-numbers with me and Bryn, otherwise the system is unbalanced. I like it when my numbers are high. (laughs) Good. That'll do. That'll do. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later.